Salut. Salut. Je m'appelle Kat. Et je m'appelle Gabe. Hey, hey Linus. Linus. Les Ghouls Next, next door. door. I did it. Hey. <laughs> Alles parlons en français pour notre épisode de horreur français. Merci d'avoir écouté notre série de films Le Horror Estranger. So yeah. France. Yeah. Welcome to France. We kind of spoke some French. We did it. Thanks, yeah. high school. You yeah. let me do that for four years. Now I kind of know some stuff. I only kind, I only, I barely had to Google Translate this. I did so much just like out of my brain. It was like secretly in there, sub, sub, in my subconscious. That's awesome. Thanks. That's nice. That was easy. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, yes. this is our, cool our for English speakers. It is our series on foreign horror films. Yes. And today we're talking about French horror films. Yeah. Or specifically the... The, the Roi The um, genre of new French extremity. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot to say about it. Um, I like French horror films. I'm really... I had only really watched them... And we talked about that in one of our episodes. And maybe, like, some other random, like, not just horror films, but French films, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the ones we watch for this have interested me now. <laughs> um, yeah. Now I'm just like, I do really want to, like, look at more. Um, but as far as French goes, I am French, and that's all I have. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why I went through a weird phase in college where I watched a lot of French horror films. I, I genuinely have no... Uh, I don't know why I did it. My friends <laughs> wanted me to watch them, so I did. Yeah. Um, and they were really graphic and upsetting, but I get it now. Yeah. After doing <laughs> lots and lots of research on, you know, all the scary stuff that just, like, happened in France. Yeah. Um. It's it's There's a lot of, like, really interesting historical framework for why all of this is made the way that it is and it was really cool but yeah i don't know why i took french and i don't know why i took i took french in high school because i thought it was cool mm-hmm. and then yeah i think because i knew a little bit of french i was like yeah i can watch some french horror films it's totally cool we're in college we're gonna watch foreign films that's <laughs> so like hip let's intellectual. go intellectual yeah, yeah we're so smart <laughs> yeah so. how do you like them apples yeah we uh i would say with this series, it's really fun because you get to really, really see and explore horror when you're looking through another lens from, like, other countries. Because they're so distinct. Like, mm-hmm. they have their style. They have their history. They have their, like, whole way. So it's, like, even just thinking, like, comparing it to Japanese, it's, like, so very, very different and unique. And I think that's super cool. And, like, yeah. in both ways, like, both American influences these things and is influenced by them. Yeah. So I think, like... I'm having a really good time on this series so far. I agree. And what's also just super cool is, like, so much history exists in the places that we're exploring that's, like, not a hate on America. But we have, this, like, one of the shorter histories yeah. in terms of, like, written and, like, political otherwise. And it's just really interesting for, like, these countries with, like, such a wealth of long-lasting cultural history, like, languages, all stuff. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah. How much it just clearly influences and you just see it and it's fun. Absolutely. Get to use my degree today. <laughs> um, all month. Yeah. And I get to explore a new film and be in awe of like what these countries are up to. It's really awesome. This is so cool. 
So stay tuned because it's going to be a fun time. Let's get historical. Yeah. We're going to talk about some history. Talk about that history stuff. Yeah, it's totally that. So um, I guess what we're going to say is uh, when thinking about French horror cinema, it's hard to do so without considering the impact of the German occupation of France during the Holocaust and like World War II, the Vichy regime that exists within that, and then also the following the war, the Algerian War, and for independence from France. So it gets real messed up. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let's start with World War II. For context, uh, the Vichy regime and the German occupation took place during the 1940s to 1944. The Vichy regime led to Marshal Philippe Pétain uh, in rule, which he coined the French state following an armistice between Nazi Germany and France. Again, this is where it gets real messed up. So Pétain and Vichy regime willfully collaborated with the German occupation to a high degree. The French police and the state militia organized raids to capture Jews and others considered undesirables by the Germans in both the northern and southern zones of France. One zone of France was considered a free zone, so that's where it's, like, extra messed up because, like, that part technically wasn't even under German control. Mm -hmm. And they still just, like, sent off and murdered a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, so this started to divide a lot of France as you would expect it to, because it's like being impacted by war. And then also like these atrocities that they're witnessing in front of them. So essentially Pétain himself, after, you know, he was taken out of power, was sentenced to death for treason, but a sentence was commuted to life imprisonment after. Mm -hmm. Um, we see the theme of undesirables and torture emerge heavy in French horror cinema further as it develops. And we'll see that a lot in the current French films that, you know, we watch that are, I guess, like 30, 40 years ahead of their time. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, but following that, it doesn't get better. Oh, <laughs> following <man>. the war, <laughs> we begin to see a shift in French national identity following the liberation that combines guilt and redemption. Historian Henry Russo identifies this period between 1954 and 1971 as a period of res resistancialism, where France collectively suffers through the idea of the Vichy syndrome, characterized as a diverse set of symptoms, whereby the trauma of the occupation, and particularly the trauma resulting from internal divisions within France, uh, which I argue takes hold fully during the Algerian War, um, reveal itself in political, social, and cultural life. So this idea a lot ideology of I hate this word resistantialism yeah resistantialism yes started a process that sought to minimize the importance of the Vichy regime so kind of just pretending it didn't happen and there's like a weird long period of pretending it was not as bad as it was not accepting that they actively participated in this mm -hmm. she'll see this in Germany too like yeah um but like kind of this doubt within who what's good and what's bad and if they are bad themselves yeah um so after the war we see a lot of censorship start to emerge because obviously national morale is low um, yeah so as we, they get into the algerian war and algerian people basically demanding independence from french uh colonization 
they're censoring like all the awful things that are happening in Algeria. So yeah. essentially, France does not take any sort of break from the bloodshed and dives right in. Yeah, um, so propaganda and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of propaganda, a lot of bloody colonial conflict rage between 1954 and 1962. So during the years of the Algerian War, particularly during the 1950s and 16s, 60s, the French government exercised strict censorship, censorship policies in regard to the war's coverage. Articles and books critical of the war reporting acts of torture might be published, but were often seized or banned shortly after. And we started to really see this in, like, the government getting involved with what was being put in film. So essentially, creatives tried to fight against this through creating films that talked about the underlying theme that was happening throughout France, this whole idea of feeling guilty, wanting to redeem yourself, but then also this, like, idea of a split personality. Like, Mm -hmm. who am I now that I know that I've been a part of this, like, awful thing? Yeah. Um, So, yeah, we start to see um, the combination of guilt and redemption and basically France trying to, like, struggle through what seems like the potential for another civil war threat. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, there's rioting in Algeria, there's the aftermath of World War II, there were already conflict internally within the country that were happening prior to World War II that just, like, had to be put to the side because more crazy things were happening that, like, they just couldn't deal with that. They just had to, like... Be like, all right, I guess this is fine. Yeah, we have <laughs> this to This is keep the going. lesser of the importance because, you know, invasion. So, like, yeah. we're going to put this to the side. And then, like, that really erupted after, like, everything kind of calmed down after World War II. Um, but you kind of see this obsession with, like, the fact that there was so much torture that happened during the Algerian War, as yeah. well as just, like, military medical experiments and like the atrocities of the holocaust Mm -hmm. there becomes this like fascination with like the body it being like ripped open torn apart torture that kind of stuff and like how it affects the psyche yikes on bikes (laughs) so as we start to like get past that the films we start to see emerging in post-war france highlighted in the fight against this censorship and the conflict of french identity during the time really shows this desire for redemption, but also, like, this really big conflict with guilt. Um, we won't be talking about this film in our film section, but the filmmaker, I, I, Georges Franju, his films are an excellent example of this connection, and they honestly connect really heavily with our modern films that we watched for our episode. Um, he was challenged with the censorship and, like, actually really had to fight to get his message across without blatantly saying it was about Algeria or World War Two. Yeah. Um, what was his film? I, the, Les Jeux en, en Village, which Eyes Without a Face. Eyes Without a Face. Yeah. Excellent. So um, he basically used this film as a way to bring, like, the realness of what was happening and the shocking recognition of history's horrors within the fabric of everyday life. Um, so his film Eyes Without a Face focuses heavily on the themes of redemption and guilt, as well as tying the horrors of military medical experiments, torture, and the identity of, like, French trauma. So we see this also later in Martyrs, Mm -hmm. where you have, like, them trying to reach this greater goal that ultimately does not matter. Yeah. Um, in Eyes Without a Face, the dad's just trying to redeem himself for the accident that he caused for his daughter. And he's yeah. at the end of it. No one feels better 
Yeah. And He's so only essentially, making a bigger mess of it too, which is kind of mm-hmm. exactly like what the French were doing with being like, let's ignore the initial problem and, and don't heal and instead just cause more T- trouble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we honestly, like in the film, the daughter, Christine, uh, when she sees her reflection in the mirror, she to recognize both herself and the dead she is responsible for mm. in the creation of her disfigured face echoes mm. the words of Jean-Paul Sartre that writes in 1958, which is before the movie, so you could argue that they mm-hmm. influence each other. During the war, we watched the German soldiers walking inoffensively down the street. We would say to ourselves, they look like us. How can they act as they do? And we were proud of ourselves for not understanding. But now we raise our heads and look in the mirror, we see an unfamiliar and hideous reflection of ourselves. So the conflict of the split identity, the realities of like for them to still be here of all the things that have been like done yeah, by their national mm-hmm. identity, like their cult, their country has done this thing and they yeah. have to figure out what that means for who they are and that they didn't stop it. Yeah. Or even just thought that they weren't involved with it, but like a lot of people were. Yeah. There was like this whole purge that happened after, which is a whole other can of worms. It was just like real crazy, definitely in the verge of like McCarthyanism where they're taking intellectuals and stuff. Yeah. It's real intense. Yeah. Um, but like, we start to see that again in like the movies we watch, like Martyrs, we see that with like the whole theme of the undesirables. We have the um, the torture, the and even high tension. You have that split personality mm-hmm. kind of dynamic going on. So like really not seeing yourself as the monster yeah until later and you're just like whoa yeah it um, needs to like disassociate so mm-hmm. that you can handle the trauma yeah and even i'd argue in raw we see it a little bit in that like you're doing what i guess the general population would consider horrible things but you're still having to live a normal life yeah and how can you considering like what the reality is of who you are Um, So what we see throughout French cinema are references to post-traumatic culture, the wound culture structured around public fascination with torn and open bodies and torn and open persons, indicating overlap between personal identity and natural identity. Um, So essentially it's just saying historical trauma is real. It affects who you are as a person, Mm -hmm. as a citizen of said place, and, and it's especially shown in French media and cinema. And we'll be talking a lot about that today. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's our my, whole thing. That's my spiel. A lot of messed up stuff happened in France, guys. It was bad. Yeah. And they have, they're really trying to process it. Yeah. Is what I got from all of this. Yeah. And then what better way to do it than through f- horror, which, you know, we've said before is a, is an outlet for like being able to get away with like away from censorship, right? It's like mm-hmm. we are under the radar and we can say more usually because mm-hmm. um, they're not being as watched, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's what we've been saying. <laughs> the, whole the media means something. Yeah. And it's just like really interesting to see like after reading all of that, like how prevalent it is in the films that we watch where I'm just like, oh my God, that's like the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing is this. This makes so much sense. It's like 40 years later and it's still so much of a thing. Yeah. A little more than 40 years. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it was long enough ago, but not like there are still people alive who have experienced that. that are relatives of the people making this new media. Yeah. <laughs> who are like, this is still very much a part of who we are. Yeah. So. 
That's that cool. awesome. Thanks. Yeah, education. I you guys so enjoy much smarts, that guys. trip down memory lane, which was the horror lane of <laughs> memories. Uh, yeah. Well, so the as we do is we connect you know, the cultural ramifications or, or the cultural background with its influence to the media that we're watching, right? Like, because mm-hmm. everything is made for a reason. It's not just like, this is for fun. Like, even things that are just for fun are for are fun for a reason, right? Unless you hide people in your basement and you're torturing them to figure out if stuff exists. <laughs> yeah, then well, it then doesn't it's not matter. A, it doesn't matter, but you still made a film about it, so then it matters a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm making jokes you don't understand. It's totally fine. Yeah, okay. we'll get there. Um, yeah, but like these horrors, like that Cat was explaining, right? That are reflecting in this society are directly influencing the media, right? It's mm-hmm. it's their way of coping with this it's their way of like getting the information out um and also like looking at themselves like putting that mirror up and and being able to look at it and be like this is what we are this is what we did this Mm -hmm. is what we survived as well right Mm -hmm. um we all have scars yeah (laughs) and how are we gonna do that right so um the the trauma of this history is a reflection of a lot of French film in general, but specifically in what we're going to be diving into today would be the genre that is dubbed New French Extremity, mm-hmm. uh, which serves kind of as a mirror for a culture that is both tormented by outside forces and their own identities, like you were saying, right? Mm-hmm. It's like there, are, like we're, there are physical, actual enemies out here, but there's also like internal enemies within ourselves that we're mm-hmm. like fighting. Um, and a film can be categorized in this movement if it deals with body horror, sec- sexual decadence and or sexual uh, like violence, sex is violence, mm-hmm. um, psychosis, severe violence or human suffering, which is like a classic horror <laughs> like trope is just mm-hmm. to feature these um, traumatizing things. Um, and while these qualifiers qualifiers are very sweeping and sometimes hard to pin down, the movement itself lies on the crossroads of like art house body horror and the exploitation film. Mm-hmm. So it's like this weird kind of mashup. Like a lot of it, when I was doing research for this, um, Giallo, I hope I'm saying that correctly. That's the Italian horror film or like Italian art house horror film, which we will be exploring um, for this series was mentioned a lot, but that's heavily, heavily art house. Mm-hmm. And then you also have something which I would say like American cinema is very exploitative. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just like, look at this awful stuff. Like we can do it. Like <sighs> meth- who cares about the system? Right. Whereas like, this is this almost like um, respectful, attention to gore and to body horror and to trauma Mm -hmm. um but still doing that (laughs) so it's like it's artistic but it's also traumatizing on screen which is such a weird thing to experience when you're like feeling uncomfortable because of like the graphic nature but you're also sitting there thinking like wait I also feel things like I'm not just like grossed out I I think it like takes a step away from that torture porn thing and that like you're not enjoying yourself but at the same time you feel like positive about the experience of watching what you're watching yeah you feel feel like like it means something yeah it was on purpose (laughs) you're not just like oh I was just being gross for a minute right yeah um yeah like so James Quant it was a critic for the art magazine art forum and he's the one who coined the term um 
new French extremity. Mm -hmm. And he did this after watching the film 29 Palms and was like, he was incredibly angered by like the very cavalier way that the film handled like gore and violence. Like he thought it was very excessive and it was like the shocking use of extreme violence and like situations and like the sex was a weapon, like bodies were like abused in ways that he didn't feel like mattered. <laughs> like there was mm -hmm. no reason to do that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and that he honestly just felt like it was gratuitous. Mm -hmm. Um, However, <laughs> unlike America's genre of similar films, like the torture porn, like genre, uh, the which were made po uh, popular by films like Saw and Cabin Fever and Hostel, which we talked about in our torture porn episode. Well, Cat wasn't there, <laughs> but in the torture yep. porn episode, um, it was very much just like, this is just because we can, right? And mm -hmm. it's just like, this is kind of fun to make people squirm with new French extremity. Um, it features film that use gore purposefully and with respect, like I said. So whereas Quant felt that um, he, this is a quote of him from this article that he wrote. He says, cinema suddenly determined to break every taboo to wade in rivers of viscera and spumes of sperm to fill each frame with fresh nubile or gnarled and subject it to all manner of penetration, mutilation and defilement. Which is what I would say is exactly what torture porn is. <laughs> like, yeah. um, and what some films that we've encountered are that. <laughs> and yeah. like, that is a type of film. But I would argue that a lot of the films that are qualified as being under the term New French Extremity are not just that. Yeah, I feel like it's <laughs> yeah. maybe they're put there and they shouldn't be necessarily put there. Or I think it just, I think what was really interesting about this term mm -hmm. is that he, when he dubbed it when he created it it was like a diss it was like how torture porn was a diss like people yeah. were like that's torture porn it's gross right but then there's like this revolution of like people taking back the term right mm -hmm. so it, it became a thing where it was like yeah it is new french extremity it is extreme but it's our new french extremity like it's actually not what you said it's mm -hmm. this like in the yeah. same thing with torture porn where like Eli Roth and all of the like James Wan have been like, yeah, it is torture porn. And honestly, it's, that's kind of cool for us. Like, you know, mm -hmm. so with the films that we're going to explore in our film section, uh, you'll find that the the torture porn aspect isn't really the case. Um, the new French extremity films are more like the intellectual sibling to America's torture porn, where these are not violent films, but rather films about violence and its larger impact on the world around it. Mm -hmm. um, these films are unabashedly French and they harbor the pain, trauma, and the survival that only France can truly encapsulate. Yeah. You know, like we can view it and there's still like a disconnect. Like we will never understand. The same thing with like the Japanese films was like, I can watch those films a million times, but I will never honestly get the real impact of them because I do not have that cultural background. I do yeah. not know, I didn't grow up hearing those stories and believing in those things and having that same spiritual like guide, like in feeling. And the same thing with France films, like with New French Extremity, it's like, I'll never, a hundred percent be able to come at it like yeah because we haven't experienced it like <laughs> yeah. we live a very luckily sheltered <laughs> yeah. existence here in america word. and have not witnessed war on our soil and it's it definitely impacting 
yeah. our ability to process this kind of media correctly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like, so uh, director um, Alexander Aja, uh, he was the one who directed High Tension, which we will touch upon in our film section. Um, he embraced the the genre um, and is like one of the first that was like, yeah, we are that. And what he had to say about the genre was the problem with the French is that they don't trust their language when it comes to horror. American horror movies do well, but in their own language, the French aren't interested. Um, it's essentially that all of a sudden the perceived polish of austerity had been removed with new and established fin French filmmakers getting their hands dirty. So it's like he is saying like French like don't trust to to be scared or to to do that right there's mm -hmm. like this with there being censorship and with their trying to ignore like mm -hmm. what is the reality of it it's hard for them to then watch something that is a direct like explanation of this right it's just mm -hmm. like throwing it back in their face yeah. so um like French filmmakers were so well known for like making art and making this like beautiful piece at very uh, naturally impacts the environment and to take something and be like, this is a brutal history we have. It's, it's honestly different <laughs> and yeah. like challenging for them. Um, yeah. So, uh, he says that horror shows us what we are afraid of. Um, and French extremity films show what the French are afraid of themselves. Yeah. And that's like kind of it, right? <laughs> like, yeah, snaps, snaps Deep. from that guy, right? Yeah. Uh, with Japan, it's like the spirits like that are lingering here and are unresolved because there is no resolution. That's not the point, right? With this, it's like, it's it's not going to go away. And at some point, we got to look in the mirror. Um, mm -hmm. New French Extremity is a movement that sees art house and genre directors converge to meditate on the most horrific aspects of life and what remains after those social veneers are stripped away like is essentially the reality right mm -hmm. <laughs> like we've taken off this mask and you see the real face right it's like with the protagonist of eyes without a face looking in the mirror mm -hmm. this face that we put on is not ours it is a direct history of what we've been through um so it's it's kind of like, to me it's kind of like the what the cult in martyrs believes, which is that once we're we've given into the reality and accepted our fate, we can ingest this genre with a full understanding, like pretty much like they wanted. It's a spiritual awakening into the mindset and emotional distress of an entire nation, right? Yeah. You're like becoming a martyr for this trauma, right? Mm -hmm. It's just like at some point when you're watching that and you're watching the torture of that film, you just like, it's, you accept it at some point and then you're just there. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what I think a lot of the goals are. Yeah, it's like, like we're going to traumatize you into being numb because <laughs> like you, right now you're pretending it's not there. We want you to feel it so much that you stop <laughs> like yeah. you're confronted with it. Well, yeah, in that you're confronted with it so that you can finally just like accept that that's what happened and move on. Yeah. But like in a healthy way. Yeah. That's not pretending it didn't happen. Yeah. I'm not saying that's how everyone does it, but I can understand the, like, the Holocaust was really bad. Yeah. The Algerian wars were really bad. It's hard to accept that that was not that long ago, mm -hmm. you know? And yeah. I could definitely see how it would bring a lot of <laughs> conflict internally and otherwise across an entire nation of people. This is not surprise me at all and it's just very interesting 
Yeah, and it's I think it's really great for horror to get an opportunity to to say those things and this to turn. This is why we learn. <laughs> this is why we learn, and like to turn that. I I I love the fact that it was such a negative turn, and they turned it on it. You know that they were like, uh, here's a term, and it means that you guys are gross, and they were like, actually, we're, we're all gross. gross, and we love it. We're all gross. And you should learn from us. And yeah. we're actually, I, I really like the phrase that it's the intellectual sibling to America's torture porn. And I would agree 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Eli, love you, but have you watched this? Okay. <laughs> So we watched stuff. We did. We always do that. Look at us be. Yeah. And this stuff, it was was French stuff because, well, we already told you why. (laughs) Um, So um, I felt like it would be kind of cool to start with something that's modern. Um, Although New French Extremity is incredibly modern um, with Martyrs being from 2008. So, yeah, uh, there's not like the yeah. farthest back we go is 2003. In yeah. This episode. We yeah, mentioned the one from the 60s. Yeah. And there's one from 48 that was also by the same guy. But those weren't about, New French Extremity. Yeah. They it were was just, just like the precursor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They mm-hmm. influenced these. Yeah. So it's like New French Extremity is honestly new. Right. Um, and it's uh, it's pretty interesting right so the most recent one that i can think of was from 2016 uh i did reference it once only in that it is a female director which was Mm -hmm. really cool um and it has been renowned as like a really impactful film and it was like I think because American audiences were like, whoa, what is this? I'm so uncomfortable. I'm going to leave the theater to throw up. Um, Whereas like French audiences are like, eh, I've seen high tension. This is nothing, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) you know? Uh, So what we watched was Raw from 2016. So uh, what is Raw about? So stringent vegetarian Justine encounters a decadent, merciless, and dangerously seductive world during her first week at veterinary school. Desperate to fit in, she strays from her principles and eats raw meat for the first time. First off, gross. Uh, (laughs) The young woman soon experiences terrible and unexpected consequences as her true self begins to emerge. That's what happens when you eat meat, cat. Okay. Well, what it says is a well-earned 91% of runs. Oh, 100%. Uh, And it's directed by uh, Julia DeCarno. DeCarno. Mm -hmm. I hope I'm saying your name right, Julia. You did a really great job. Yeah, it was a fantastic movie. Yeah. All of these movies, I mean, we'll talk about high tension. Um, but did it just like 90% of it excellent mm-hmm. across the board. Yeah. Yeah. And so I one, what's great about this is that it is continuing to carry the torch that is New French Extremity, right? It's keeping mm-hmm. it alive. Um, another thing about this film is that there is a lot of violence, and there or not violence, there's a lot of graphic like gore and mm-hmm. body horror there's a lot of body horror um mm-hmm. like with her um having a rash and when she's like scratching at it it's so long like a lot of the things are drawn out um and make like with the purpose of making the viewers feel very uncomfortable mm-hmm. but none of it is like without reason yeah you know like you're supposed to feel that because you're identifying with this character who is 
clearly going through something. Yeah. And it's, I would honestly argue that it is a coming of age film. Yeah. In itself. I would agree. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Because she's like this virginal and delicate protagonist that we're following, right? And she's confronted with what could be interpreted loosely as puberty. Um, Her new sexual awakening, because she's like very clear and pure before, like she doesn't do anything until she gets here and she's very lost Mm -hmm. to the point where like we have the beginning where she's lost. She doesn't have any kind of provocative clothing. Like, Mm -hmm. and that's made a point because they're like hazing them. And there's like one where it was like, you're supposed to be wearing party clothes. She had to go to her older sister to get anything remotely party clothes. Right. Mm -hmm. And even the dress that she picks is like not. Yeah. In any way, really. (laughs) Like, especially sexy. Yeah. And even that dress is, like, the only thing she has. So every time she's trying to be sexy, she's in that dress. And so, like, by the end, when, like, towards the end where she's, like, slowly spiraling out, she's in that dress and she's, like, in the mirror and she's putting on, like, lipstick and she's dancing really seductively. And which is really important is that she's listening to a song where it's female singers who are singing about men in the way that usually men are singing about women so they're like mm-hmm. objectifying men and just essentially treating them as if they were just objects and she's like dancing all like sexually but really intense mm-hmm. <laughs> like in the mirror but it's like take that and compare it to her coming in and she's like got her like hoodie on yeah and she just wants to learn and like her older sister is just like the biggest jerk <laughs> it's just yeah. like what are you gonna do to being that like fierce kind of like yeah, like, I'm going to figure myself out. Scary. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sexy, but lady. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I would even say there's a bit of, like, experimentation with drugs that are, are um, referenced. Like, it's she's not doing drugs, but a lot of the things that she does and the way that she behaves would kind of make you like believe that yeah. <laughs> like she would be doing drugs right um like one her rash that she gets which is really upsetting could symbolize like acne right mm-hmm. and she's like oh it's so bad she's like scratching it first and like scratching it like digging in there for so long to the point where you're just like i want to die um the blood that we see a lot is reminiscent of menstrual um times uh and then she is very clearly going through withdrawals quite a bit throughout this film because yeah, she's trying like not to do things. Yeah, and she's like shivering and like, yeah, she's all like twitchy and like is being tortured by other people. But it's also like, I think, a representation of her own torture inside. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, definitely. And it's just nice that all the violence is definitely plot driven instead of just like there just because. Yeah. 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 It definitely is a graphic. Um, it is very graphic, which is what all these films we're going to talk about are. Um, they definitely had people who left the theater um, and it was reported as being really gross. I can handle pretty much all gore. I did feel really uncomfortable. Um, there's a scene where she is eating, spoilers, eating her sister's finger that has come off yeah i literally covered my face with my yeah. shirt like, i was definitely I was peeking out. through my fingers but yeah um <laughs> so funny you mentioned that at a gutenberg or gothenburg <laughs> film festival several tenants in the audience fainted and vomited Ugh. over 30 people left the cinema prematurely and they had to take a break in the middle of the movie due to all the turmoil that's just crazy mm-hmm. yeah and it's like well one as a 
I am a vegetarian. <laughs> so for me, I was like, this sucks. Um, <laughs> this is like the worst. She's like eating raw chicken. It's, it's so much. But it's like really like this transformative story, right? She's mm -hmm. like, she was someone who was very clearly sheltered. And honestly, it's like a really good representation of like your first year at college. Like you're trying to be cool. You're trying to fit in. You're dealing with all of this stress, which is then causing all kinds of trauma to your body. Um, and it also had like a lot of familial like trauma that was in there. Like it's very clear that her parents aren't very emotional um, mm -hmm. or supportive. Like it's not until the end where they're like, oh, yeah, we kind of knew this would happen to you. And it's like, yeah. are you kidding me? Like, it's really no support. A, the end is where I'm like, honestly, most thinking that this actually ties very much into like all the history stuff that we said. Because mm -hmm. essentially at the end, spoilers, if you really, if you don't, if you want us to ruin it, go away. Right yeah, now. Go away. Um, then come back in like five minutes. Um, so essentially the dad tells her, we let her be too much of herself, like herself. Yeah. And then I'm just like, yo. That's like the French people doing messed up stuff. Yeah. Just being yeah. what like is perceived as the monstrous versions of themselves. Yeah. And literally like And then yeah. she had hope, I guess, of figuring it out. Yeah. Cause she had like accepted it. But, like, hadn't done anything too bad yet. Yeah. You know And she mean? still didn't. Like, it was her sister who, who was bad. Um, which, again, because no one did anything. It's this whole thing of, like, being hush-hush. Mm -hmm. like, like, they didn't talk about problem. it. They just, like, let her figure it out to her own devices without any, like, emotional support or, like, talking through it. And, like, the dad even says, he's like, you know, it was our fault. Yeah. We just let her do whatever she needed to do i guess yeah. and we knew it was gonna like get her yeah and you know but you you'll probably be okay because one you've like learned from seeing what happened to her yeah but also like look at me and your mom she yeah. tried to eat me and we're totally cool yeah then and that's what's crazy about it right it's like they're just living with the fact that their mom's crazy like they're essentially like i would interpret them as being rougarous and that they have to like consume of human flesh but it's like not a like or they'll like die like they get mm -hmm. sick. Right. So um, and it's not until they have the first bite that it causes that. So they're like 100 percent of a guru. But um, yeah, it's like your dad has these scars. It's like you never went to the beach. Also, uh, <laughs> there's like, lots of beaches in France. Yeah, and then there's like there's a whole city like that's a spot city. and stuff. And so, um, but then the mom had it and just like never, and like they never feel like an alert when the fact that the sister's like finger was cut off and they went to yeah, it's a weird thing. Um, but it, I think that is a bit of like the we don't talk about that mm -hmm. stuff, like right? not accepting like what's perceived as like the monstrous side of us and yeah, all that fun. But we watched other films. We sure did. Mm -hmm. So uh, we also watched Martyrs, which is like the quintessential uh, new French extremity film. Like it's mm -hmm. the one that pops up all the time. Um, it it's the one was... like, see this. <laughs> yeah. Like we watched Just High Tension and Raw. We're like, wait a minute. No, no, no. We have to watch Martyrs. Yeah. And we had to like go through great lengths. Yeah. We to were tortured to get to this film. It we, was trauma. We were redirected to so many inappropriate sites. <laughs> 
that still haunt me. If anyone wants to buy this movie for us, we'll take it. It was like $16. Like, we're not paying for it. Like, and you couldn't rent it. It wasn't like a let's rent it from Amazon for $2 thing. It was like you buy this thing for $17 or you're out. And we're like, listen, we don't have ads in this podcast. <laughs> um, but Martyrs is actually, like, the director um, is actually influenced by Hostel. So there is, like, a direct relation to torture porn. But it's mm-hmm. still, like... The intellectual, like, sister to it, yeah. being like, well, I studied, and uh, this is what it should do. Um, so, Kat, why don't you tell us about what Martyrs is? Yeah, so Martyrs is a young woman's quest for revenge against the people who kidnapped and tormented her as a child. And it leads her and her friend, who is also a victim of child abuse, on a terrifying journey into the living hell of depravity. Mm-hmm. So, essentially... Pascal Lagerre, I think nice. that's how you would say his name. I believe um, you. Really just dives right in to, honestly, reminiscent of what Eyes Without a Face was trying to do, too, in terms of, like, the historical context. Yeah. Um, there's so much Holocaust imagery and, like, situations. You have a lot of emaciated bodies, like, images, pictures, uh, the torture of, like, from government and high organizations mm-hmm. that, like, like again the theme of like, like science, military yeah. science based experiment that is Ugh. just torture um that's like not seeing humans as humans and like really just doing awful stuff um and the loss of individuality or this like split sense of self mm-hmm. um and just like a lot of like graphic like shaving of the head like just like honestly creating what you would find if you were Going into a concentration camp and finding people, yeah, still there. One hundred percent. It's very reminiscent of like the pictures and the like documentation of that. Yeah, and um, it featured a lot of like different people who experienced trauma differently. Like it, mm-hmm. and that was like a statement, right? It was like some people like are like hallucinate, right? Mm-hmm. And then like some people internalize the guilt, and then it, it becomes nightmares that become too real, and then you end up hurting yourself, right? Like. The main like the main character literally just had like severe depression because of like the trauma that she endured, and it was just like emphasized for horror. <laughs> like, yeah, and she mean, was it, definitely hurting herself. The theme was mostly that like through not accepting the horror of what happened to her, like the fear and all that, that she did not reach mm-hmm. transcendence because she didn't go outside of herself. Yeah, and she had and, survivor's like, guilt. Which yeah. is a big Lots thing. of survival survivor's yes. guilt. Guilt <laughs> is such a theme. Redemption and guilt. French extremities. It's all up in there. All the time. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's also the connection to like torture of undesirables that you see like in the Holocaust of people being taken because they fit a certain category. So specifically mm-hmm. the main characters are both lesbians. That was one of the categories that Hitler decided was like, we murder them now. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as like just not white. Yeah. So the one... Uh, actress was Eurasian or and Moroccan. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they're clearly just like not of the Aryan yeah. times and like the people who are tormenting them are yeah. a bunch of old white people and they're being kidnapped and tortured for science. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not nearly as gory as the wounds would have suggested. This is because the film is not here for gore and violence. There's a message. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't you tell us about the connections in that? Yeah, so um, interestingly, consciously or not, director Pascal Lagier has invoked Charles de Gaulle's quote from the film's title, Martyrs, 
Um, so essentially when the war ended and France was like, independence, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, de Gaulle, who usurped Pétain, um, made this famous speech. Uh, it's referencing the period of time where the trauma and post-traumatic culture really started to take place. So after liberation, he claimed Paris, Paris humiliated, Paris broken, Paris martyrized, both but Paris liberated. Liberated by itself, by its own people, with the help of its armies of France, with the support and aid of France as a whole, of fighting France, of the only France, of true France, of eternal France. Mm. So in there you get one, France martyrized. You get France, France, France. But Paris liberated. Mm-hmm. So you've been martyrized, but you were liberated from that. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. Like. You've risen from the ashes. You've transcended. Yeah. You are a phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like mm-hmm. the whole thing, right? And it's it's a very long film that takes a lot of um points. Like there's a lot of like emotional roller coasters where you think you're done. Like the first mm-hmm. like honestly, like the first five minutes feels like one different kind of film. Then the next ten minutes it's like, what it's over. Like what? We mm-hmm. just did so. We just murdered a whole family. It was like a whole what is time. happening? And then it's like, okay, it's this. This person traumatized, and it was like psych. And then it was like psych again, and then it was like psych again, again with a lot of that making like there's like cults involved. There's weird twists and stuff. But it was, um, yeah, it was a lot, <laughs> but and, in like a good way. And we can't get into all of it. So one thing I would recommend for the listeners, if they're like really down to keep checking this stuff out, is to check out offscreen.com, Martyrs Evoking France's Cinematic and Historical Past. There is so much stuff that I was unable to say in this episode just because of time Mm -hmm. that talks about, one, this movie and its connection to history, but also its connection to the like emergence of like talking about this issue of like trauma and torture and all that stuff. Throughout French's history. So check yeah. it out if you have time or the book that I read, which I'll tell you at the end. But that's all I got for Cars. Cool. It was we a watched really a great movie. Third one, um, which we'll just talk about briefly because it doesn't fully like it fits in that it is new French extremity. But I would not argue that it is an intellectual sibling. Um, the film is High Tension from mm-hmm. 2003. Um, this film is about best friends Marie and Alexia who decide to spend a quiet weekend at Alexia's parents secluded farmhouse. But on the night of their arrival, Ironically, uh, the girl's idyllic getaway turns into an endless night of horror. Um, yeah. It is um, directed by Alexander Aja, which had that cool quote um, about kind of like, like taking back the term, um, essentially yeah. being like, no, you know, it's like, yeah, it is a lot, but it's a lot on purpose, and it's not for nothing, and French people just need to deal with it, was apparently what he was, like, essentially Yeah, saying, and if right? you look at it in the context of, like, this idea of having an, a monstrous identity that we're trying to hide or unaware of, mm-hmm. it does that. Yeah. I mean, no one liked the ending, but that is what the ending does say, yeah. if you're thinking about it in that context. Yeah. Was it done in a way where you're like, cool, I wanted that? Nope. No. But if we're really thinking of it in the context of, hey, France has this, like, problem with identity and the fact that we're burying one of us, the bad side of us, the mantra side of us, and not that's so horrible that we can't even look at it. Mm-hmm. It does that. Yeah. Undeniably. Yeah. Just 
just wanted it to be different. That's kind of... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because was... it, it could have stood on its own as a slasher film and it would have been really great. But I think because it's French, I think that's why. Yeah. I would argue that's why. I don't know. I'm not there. Yeah. But... <laughs> and I think, like, I think there was a there was a need to make it more, right? Because, honestly, when you get before the... So there's a twist at the end. So spoilers. <laughs> you can just get this whole Big part. spoilers. Like, big spo- big spo- like, like you big can't spoilers. even watch the movie if you know the spoilers. Because you're going to be really agitated because it doesn't add up. But, and I know that because it was spoiled for me then we watched it. And I was like, this doesn't make sense. But the big spoiler is that there isn't an assailant that is murdering viciously. It is actually Marie who, I guess, because of her intense emotional feelings for her friend, um, is the murderer. And this whole time, it's been that, like, switcheroo. Like, psych, it's actually been me the whole time. Which has been done in horror films before and done well. With this, it really felt like a slapped-on ending to be like, oh, no, no, it means something. But before you get to the last, like, ten minutes of that film, it is a decent slasher fic. It's, like, it's like uh, very gory, mm-hmm. but it's also very interesting in what the gore is happening. And, mm-hmm. like, I did enjoy Marie's character up until then. Because it was, like, the survival thing. Like, it was literally, like, you're next. Right. Like Mm -hmm. just someone doing really smart things in reference to like trying to survive, which was really, really cool. And then it like it's like if they were trying to make this remark about sexuality and um, mental health and identity, it kind of falls short because it does feel like it was slapped on at the end. Like it should have been something that was threaded through Mm -hmm. and it kind of missed the mark. Yeah, it seemed like it was just trying to really wrap that, like, maybe, like, I don't know, I'm not this guy, but, like, wrap that historical context in and just be creative, but, like, didn't set it up throughout the entire film. So, as you said, it was just slapped on. Yeah. being like, this is how I feel, but, like, also I could have, like, meshed it in there a little bit. But it was also made just for fun, too, Mm -hmm. as well. And I think that's what we're also missing with New French Extremity, is that it's also there to have fun the way that torture porn has fun. Mm Mm-hmm. We're going to rate how we feel. So it's, if you like it, it's um, martyrdom mm-hmm. because that's what we want to achieve. I'm a survivor. I'm a martyr. Yep. Um, <laughs> that's how it went. Uh, and then if you don't like it, it's raw chicken liver because that's what that poor actress had to like nibble on uh, for the I'm scene in Raw. Vomit. There's so much like just really gross things with Raw. Things. Like, there's a part where she's eating a raw chicken. It's She's actually not eating a raw chicken. It's just it was sugar. sugar. It's just straight sugar. So now she can't, like, eat sugar anymore. But honestly, like, if you weren't a vegetarian going in to shoot this film, like, as an actress, like like, how are you not anymore? Yeah. vegetarian now. 100% like, vegetarian, please. Yeah. No. <laughs> Do not want to touch me or see it. Like, after you have to pretend you eat a finger. Um, so for the... Genre of French horror. Not even just new French extremity, but French horror. I'm a survivor. I'm a martyr. It was the. It was great. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I enjoy it now significantly more after, like, doing all the research. I'm just like, that's so cool. Yeah. This is, like, so much, like, there's so many reasons why. Yeah. You know, there's so much identity there. It's, like, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. 
It made me really, I feel so satisfied now yeah. after learning all that historical context to be like, yo, this was smart. Things matter. They're smart, guys. Did you know that they're <laughs> smart? Their films are so smart. It's not just cause. America, it's not dumb. what are you doing? Yeah. It's That's like so every single piece has a reason. That's just so cool. Yeah. I like it when stuff's intentional. Like, if you're going to do it, do it. Yeah. Like, yeah, we get into so many heated arguments where it's, like, not us, but, like, us to other people where it's just, like, everything you do means something. So at least do it on purpose, right? Yeah, and, like, like actually, it, no. you know? <laughs> yeah. I would say, so for me, it is definitely, I'm a witch, I'm a lover, I'm a child, I'm a martyr. <laughs> uh, I enjoy um, the music we're singing, making about this. Um, Okay, uh, because I really enjoy one. I've always enjoyed, um, even just like gore films, like even just torture porn. Like I watched um, House of Wax like a million oh, yo, times. Paris Hilton. Yeah, actually, like doing a thing. It was cool. <laughs> she did pretty well. I literally watched that. I so actually many really like that movie. Yeah, it has nothing to do with what we're talking about, other than the fact it's real gory. But like. Yeah, no, I like that film. That's fun. Yeah, and like I can watch gore and usually like eat food and be fine. I can't. I can't. I can definitely. Do I can it. eat like after. I can't yeah. eat like while it's happening. I, I mean, like. Can't. Is it now? Because I'm gonna wait. Yeah, a few minutes because do. I don't <laughs> want to feel gross it. while eating. Yeah, I know. I can disassociate, I guess, really well. So, and with torture porn, that's what I always just enjoyed. I was like, this is just a fun. The event is happening. It's yeah. So I've always really enjoyed torture porn, and I. I enjoy New French Extremity in, in a different way. Like, I don't really lump them in the same way. Like, I can still feel myself going and watching Hostel enjoying for what it is, mm -hmm. which is just, like, literally just gratuitous violence, yeah. right? Um, but I like watching these and being like, hey, this isn't as gory as it really should be, given, like, the events that are happening. Like, with Martyrs, there was not enough blood for, like, the events that were occurring. And I thought it was really interesting because, like, usually it's just, like, buckets full of blood that mm -hmm. are happening like for no reason and it's like for this to be gory i will say the way that things are happening and the intensity of which they were happening i was having a hard time eating my dinner when we were watching it because <laughs> yeah. i did try to I eat i would say all of the films like definitely caught me for like moments of just like extreme uncomfortability <laughs> like yeah. where i was like oh yeah like i'm not upset but i also don't feel like i'm like happy about this yeah like that's one thing I'll say is really interesting. It's not entertaining in the same way torture porn is. Mm-hmm. Because it just feels like, oh, geez, I shouldn't be watching this. But also, yeah. like, I'm really happy I am because I feel like it's important. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it just wasn't, like, enjoyable in the, like, we're making fun of it and, like, putting it out there because why not? Yeah, it's not like, as voyeuristic. It wasn't, like, yeah, and or, or arguably disrespectful. Yeah. To, like, mm -hmm. what the realities Absolutely. of gore and, like, murder and all of that stuff is. Like, it's yeah. not something you should be entertained by. Yeah, and I think, like, something <laughs> that you, you had said when we were researching this was that when you look at the differences between American and French film, right, is that other countries and what we're going to see throughout the theme like the themes that we're going to be exploring for this month is that a lot of countries have experienced war and trauma on their soil physically like mm -hmm. their homes have been on fire their lives have been destroyed like literally just like around them whereas america has been this like little oasis who just like we go somewhere else 
to do that, right? And mm-hmm. then people come back and they're traumatized and we can never truly understand them, right? Mm-hmm. So when we look at horror, we're desensitized and we have no real gauge for what the severity is of it, right? So mm-hmm. it doesn't quite impact us and we can't really give it the respect that it deserves because we don't really know what that is, right? Yeah. Whereas like Francis is like, people can really see that and be like, ah, yeah, that's like real. <laughs> like this isn't just yeah. fun and games, America. This is a real thing. So, yeah, no, it was, it was just like, I just feel like this is so true. Cause like, we just haven't, we don't have the context. Mm-hmm. Like, unless you've gone to war or like witnessed a murder or like, you know, so some people have seen those things. Yeah. And I would argue that maybe they're not loving the films that are gratuitous about Absolutely. it. Because it's like honestly disrespectful to the fact that like 100%. something horrible has happened and we're entertained by that. Mm-hmm. Like and all I, of true crime. Like what are we in ancient Greece watching all the people fight to the death? Like, no, yeah, that's not what we should be doing. <laughs> my friends. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, so I, yeah. I liked how respectful it was. And I liked that I didn't like feel like it was for shock value. Or there just, are like, some shock value though. High tension is full of that. I know. I like, agree, there's literally but a, it's still she, definitely very, like, ooh. Like, she, the, well, he, at the time, uh, who comically, when he's wearing the hat and he's, like, cloaked in shadow, does Looks have a weird like appearance Trump. to look like Donald Trump. It's mm-hmm. so weird. But he, uh, the assailant in high tension, uh, like, murderer like takes the dad figure and he like puts his head through like the banners banister of the stairs like so it's Mm -hmm. between like two poles and then he like pushes this really heavy bookshelf and like like rolls past and it just like cuts his head off like it smushes his head off Mm -hmm. which is like one of the first like that's the first murder we see that is literally the first murder like first it starts with like when he opens the door the guy just like puts him right in his head like i think it was like a hammer or something Mm -hmm. um the pointy part and then like he like was like falling over so there's blood everywhere the mom gets like viciously murdered and there's like spurts of blood everywhere um this the girl's presumably raped and then like the boy just gets like shot down all spoilers um but it's like there's a lot of gratuity happening and it was like crazy it was like fun because i was just like what like when she like like makes it look like she's not in the room like she wasn't there and then she hides under the bed and when he pulls it up her like feet are tucked up so he doesn't yeah, that know is beautiful it was definitely like i'll okay i would agree with you high tension doesn't do it in the same way that i would say martyrs or raw does yeah but like as a whole of like the movies that i've seen it seems purposeful. There is arguably one movie that I saw in college that I still don't remember the name of that haunts me to this day that has an extremely gratuitous rape scene and it's like very upsetting. Yeah. But we're not talking about that. I don't even think that falls under new French extremities. I'm not sure. But yeah. if it does, I don't like that one. I'm not about it. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. You we're see not a guy's face literally get squished into nothingness and you witness like what I would say is like a 20 minute rape scene gross yeah we're not gonna watch that or the 29 <laughs> palms that infuriated james quant but that's been our our french horror episode yeah um, thank you for joining us we like it it's the martyr time for us um let's get historical and smarts and all this stuff with the education <laughs> with us with friends and what's up yeah join us next week we're going to talk about k-horror korean horror um so don't get married don't get your kids okay bye